welcome to Deeply Rooted Online, where women encourage women by sharing scripture and stories of God at work. Well, hello, ladies. It's so nice of you to join us today. We are going to be looking at another really good, intriguing, and a little bit of a poking kind of topic today, which I love because don't we all want to learn and stretch and grow in the Lord? I think you're going to enjoy what Esther has to say today. You know, as I've been reading through Proverbs, I've been just really convicted a little bit about how much pride um, is in our world and in even our lives and my life. So um, let's look at Proverbs 11 and 2. And I'll just read, it's a very short verse. It says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. Isn't that just a nugget of truth? Um, it just it just really struck me that pride is something that we don't even notice in ourselves. Um, you know, about ten years ago, we learned a new term, and it was called a selfie. And uh, that's where we turn the camera on ourselves and we capture a picture of ourselves doing something, some activity or a pose. Then we post it to social media and we get all these likes and positive comments. And um, unfortunately, the trend can be dangerous there. (laughs) This is actually startling statistic. Do you know that over a six-year period, there have been 259 people die just globally taking high-risk selfies? And so I think it's a fascination that we it can gather momentum in our lives. Um, but taking a selfie doesn't necessarily imply that someone is proud. But I wonder if a constant looking inward at myself can become dangerous. The more I'm focused on how I appear and perhaps the preoccupation can get out of hand and lead to pride. So when I read this proverb, um, my challenge to myself is to measure my heart posture against Jesus and his heart. And um, so I wanna take you to Philippians 2 uh, verses three and four. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So what does it look like to be humble? Well, here's a simple definition. Humble people are more focused on God and others than on themselves. It's just that simple. And so this is a radically different view than where we naturally gravitate to. And so I'm, I'm forced to ask myself, am I more focused on myself and on the person than on the person in my life group that might be hurting or struggling? What about um, that person that I work with that is going through a really hard time and a heartbreak? Um, And so I'm just going to just ask Val and and Martha whether you have any thoughts on where we are as a a society, but also as individuals 
and how our hearts tend towards a prideful outlook. It is a very easy thing to do something of of value of worth and then take pride in it. And I don't mean you should not be proud of your work. I don't mean that. I mean, wow, look what I have done. And and as I'm saying that, I'm going to just, it reminds me very quickly, I looked up Daniel for King Nebuchadnezzar. You know, he went through that whole period of um, wanting to wipe out God. He had this image made. He had, you know, uh, anyone who was not going to bow down was going to get thrown to the fiery furnace. When Daniel, when, when his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are actually saved from that, he does a 180, and suddenly he's all about extolling God, wants to hear it throughout the kingdom. Very, very quickly, that changes. Because Nebuchadnezzar had built this amazing kingdom. When they've looked into it, he did some things that were beyond what we can even do architecturally now. Water gardens that were above, you know, the city and, and all kinds of things that they have found. And so he says this uh, on, in Daniel 4, in verse 29, all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. And the king said, oh, is not this great Babylon? which I have built by my mighty power as a royal residence and for the glory of my majesty. And as he was admiring his works and thinking how great he was, while the words were still in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven. O King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you. And then you see the decline of King Nebuchadnezzar. And I thought, it is so what we're like. We, we, we fall into this trap of suddenly it's all about me and we're surrounded by it, totally surrounded by it. Like you said, Esther, the selfies, the, you know, you do you, uh, like that's so much about you. We're going to keep on falling into this trap if mm-hmm. we don't keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Set your mind on things that are above. It's the only way, the only way, because our sinful nature wants us to be right here on this earth. Absolutely you know, so proud and puffed up of all that we've done. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I really respond to what you just said there, Val, um, about our minds. Because as you were speaking, Esther, I'm thinking this is one of those areas as Christians that it's our mindset that mm-hmm. really makes the difference. I went to the seminar at Radiant on Identity. And so we know it's not uh, sinful or whatever to look at ourselves, to evaluate ourselves, to think about ourselves. But I think you uh, were on the track there, Esther. What's the percentage? Am I only thinking about me? And that seminar on identity was very helpful because we need to learn to think about ourselves in the right way. So Mm -hmm. here's one of my favorite verses in Romans 12. uh, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. The very next verse, Paul says, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. And isn't that the temptation? To think Mm -hmm. more highly of ourselves than we should, but to think with sober judgment each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Mm-hmm. So humility, as we've said before, it's not ignoring the fact that I might be good at something. 
I need to think about myself sensibly. What things am I good at? What am I not as, as um, capable? You know, my looks, I can think sensibly. What kind of clothes suit me and which ones don't? Of course, we want to think sensibly about ourselves. But where we go wrong is when we think more highly than we should. And I'd just like to point out that one of the real problems of that kind of thinking is it separates people. When mm -hmm. I think more highly of myself than I should, then I'm really critical of others. When I think that I'm the smartest one at the table, I am not able to hear anyone else's advice. I'm not able to hear their love, really. I'm not able to hear their criticism, which might be fair to say, you know, you didn't think of this. And so if I think too highly of myself, and this goes both ways in any relationship and vertically with the Lord, if I'm not willing to listen to what the Lord has to say, and I love the idea of recognizing that the phrase, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And how about, what do you think about this? I think those are phrases that help us stay not focused on ourselves, but focused on the helpers that God gives around us. And I like to think of pride and love as like oil and water. They just don't mix. We mm. need that oil of love or water of love, whichever one you want to make love. And we don't need that other ingredient. We really need to have love for other people, love for God, love for ourselves, but a sensible love that says, I am human and I am not God. And as you've said, both of you, it's so easy to slip into, I know it all. So mm. thank you, Esther, for this reminder of, of the fact that humility is a real blessing in our lives. You know, I want to just continue on in Philippians 2, in verses um, through 5 to 8, it says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. So actually, humility is greatness. The most great leaders in the world are humble. And so I'm I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, so if God honors humility, how can I put aside my pride and grow in humility? And this these verses remind me that Jesus who was in the form of God, humbled himself enough to become a human. How great a humility he showed us. He, he modeled it for us. And so I'm, I'm thinking if we were to change our perspective and view our possessions and our talents and our achievements as gifts from God, if we could just shift our thinking and see them as from God and by God, and then we could also use them for God. 
instead of use them using them for our own self glorification. And then I also wonder what would it look like to be more open to criticism, constructive criticism at my job, at church, um, or perhaps start offering to do the jobs that nobody else wants to do. Um, what about owning my own areas of weakness and humbly asking God to change and grow me to be more Christ-like? Esther, those are really thought-provoking words. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's hard, I think, for us to, to be humble. It, it goes against the grain and it's only something that we can do through the Holy Spirit. Mm. Esther, what can we take away? What would you like us to take away with these this wonderful Devo? Well, as I go forward this week, I wonder how can I give up my agenda today? Mm. Uh, instead of focusing on my needs, how can I focus on the mission that Jesus has called me to? And how can I show humility as I interact with others? And so I would ask you ladies the same questions. How can I, or how can you put aside your agenda today and focus on what God has called you to do? Um, And what about showing humility to others as you interact with them? Thank you so much, Esther. That's a lot to take away and a lot I'm praying will actually encourage and inspire us to dig into this ourselves. And like uh, Esther was saying, if our Lord Jesus became humble, to be our servant, we can too through his goodness and his grace. So ladies, until next time, stay deeply rooted. Thanks for joining us at Deeply Rooted today. If God has been speaking to you and you want to connect with someone for prayer, email us at deeplyrooted at myharvestchurch.ca. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to receive notifications when new content is released. And finally, let's stay connected with one another and deeply rooted in Christ. Thank you.